0: is Thriving Community and how women can help make our community thrive. So, um, how can we thrive together as women? How can we help each other? How can we help ourselves? So today I want to answer some of these questions and uh, What are our needs of women when it comes to friendship? Why do we need community? And what type of community do we need? So, what's the difference between a group of women who gossip, put down, compete with one another, from a group that helps each other, empowers, looks out for, sacrifices things? So we want to find out how to have this type of group of women. Now, it all begins with sound, because women like to talk, so um, sound is very, very important. It all begins with sound. This whole creation begins with sound, and that's how we started, that's how we came here, is, uh, from sound. Vedanta uh, Sutra says, sound is the origin of all the objects we see in this rope. It all started with sound. So, and also, sound can enter, can end our existence here, too. And we can go to the spiritual world, and it's all by sound. So who knows, what is that sound that will end our material existence and uh, begin our spiritual existence? What is that sound? Holy Name. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. So, sound can bring us up and sound can bring us down. If we criticize or gossip, that will bring us down. And if we praise and appreciate, that will bring us up. So, did you know that uh, to uh, criticize someone? that will bring you down. If, if you're counting the faults of someone, then that means you are helping Yamaraj. You're helping Chitragupta, Gupta, the secretary of Yamaraj, to count the, the mistakes of others. We don't want to count the mistakes of others. Um, Vaishnava is very kind to everyone. He's compassionate. He tries to cultivate the quality of forgiveness. And compassion. So we don't want to judge others, we don't want to judge, so that is something I want you to take home from this class today, is not to judge others, not to see the bad in others, see the good, see the good. So there are two courtrooms in this universe that we can um, work in. The first courtroom is Yamraj's courtroom, where Chitta-gupta is counting all the sins. Yeah, I just saw one, um, one story about one of Srila Siddhanta Saraswati's disciples. He was a nice devotee but then he left Krishna consciousness after Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati died. And he was eating meat and doing so many things. So then, the Yamadutas came to take him at the time of death, and they took him to Yamraj. And Yamaraj asked him, any good thing you did in your life? And Yamaraj, and the, the man said, yes. I took initiation from Babaji Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati. And Yamaraj went into deep meditation, oh. And then Bhaktisiddhanta came there. And he said, and he chastised him, why you didn't follow the rest of your life? Now go back and take initiation again and be a good devotee. So we don't want to go to Yamaraj. And we don't want to be in Yamaraj's courtroom and help Chita Gupta. So if you, if you find something bad in somebody and you say, oh, this person is, is doing this thing. Then you will get the same res- uh, reaction as that person got. So don't do that. And if that's if it's true, if it's not true, you get double the reaction. So don't judge anybody. Don't judge. So we want to work in the court of Lord Nityananda. He uh, he is he doesn't see anybody's fault. He wants to help everyone. So. Uh, how to, how to work in Nityananda's court. So Nityananda, what does he do? He forgives. Um, just like Prabhupada, he was in Juhu beach, and uh, there was one devotee who, was, who left Krishna consciousness, and Tamal Krishna was saying, oh, Prabhupada, this devotee, you cannot accept him now. He's going on the beach, he's learning from some yogi how to put the coin in one ear and come out the other ear. And Prabhupada said, no, we must forgive him. And, and Tamal said, why? And Prabhupada said, because you do not know the mercy of Nityananda. It is unlimited. So we want to work for Nityananda. We want to see the good things in others. There's one more story about, um, there was one Brahman and one prostitute. And the Brahman lived on one side of the street, and across from the Brahman lived the prostitute. So the Brahmana was counting, oh look at this sinful lady, this person is coming, that person is coming. And the prostitute was meditating on the Brahman, oh look how wonderful is he, this one is coming for his blessing, this one is coming. Oh time of death, where did the prostitute go? She went to the heavenly planet, and the brahmana went to hell, because he was thinking of the prostitute, and she was thinking of the brahmana. So we have to be very careful how we think. Now, I'm going to share with you something from His Holiness Bhakti Tirta Maharaj. How to make your community very nice. There are four principles that we'll talk about. The first one is Treat everyone you meet as if the success of your spiritual life depends how you behave with that person. So you must treat everybody you meet that, oh, wow, if I treat this person nicely, then then I can advance spiritually. Everyone you meet. So that's the first principle, first principle. Now, um, I'll, I'll ask you a question. If you can help me, why, why, does it, why does our spiritual life depend on how we behave with others? Why, why would that be? Can anybody give me some reason why? why? Why is it important for us to behave properly with others for our spiritual life? Anybody have any ideas? This is a hard question, yes? I don't know whether it is correct or wrong, uh, uh, there is Paramatma in each and everyone's heart. Oh, Paramatma is in each and everyone's heart. Oh, that's a really nice answer. Yes, and in fact, um, the early book distributors in Los Angeles, uh, Rameshwar, the leader, told the book distributors, when you go to sell the books on the street, you don't go from one body to another body. You go from one from Paramatma to Paramatma. And <laughs> so, very good. Thank you for that answer. So, if anybody here is doing book distribution, you should see the Paramatma in everyone's heart. So, that's the first principle. How you behave will make your spiritual advancement. So, second principle. Think of the person you love the most, and you treat everyone with that same love. That's the second principle. We're going to go over these later. Now, I'm just going to tell you the four, and then we're going to go more deeply. The third one, if you have some arguments or conflicts, see that as your own fault first. See it as a chance to grow, to clarify your perception and to create synergy, like energy between each other. So that's the third one. We'll talk, we'll go very deeply into conflicts. And fourth, realize the people that you are surrounded by right now, I mean, I don't mean in this class, but I mean at your house and in your work, they may be the ones who are with you at the time of your death and who will help you Now, you want to turn, were you trying to turn the fans on, I think? Oh, AC, okay, all right, all right, just checking All right, so now we're going to talk about how to apply these four principles. Again, treat everyone you meet as if your spiritual life depends on it. Second, treat everyone like the person you love the most. Three, view all conflicts uh, as an opportunity for growth. And four, realize the people that are, you're living with now or working with, they will may be the ones who will be with you time of death. So the first one, treat everyone as if your, your advancement in spiritual life depends on it. So we must appreciate other people, we must have appreciation in your team, your group, and this makes everyone happy and positive and surcharge. And uh, so you should see when somebody does the right thing. Usually we notice if somebody makes a mistake or does something wrong. Oh, no, you did that. We should try and notice when somebody does something right, something good. Oh, wow, you, you made a nice decoration today. So something like that. So that's the first, how do we apply that? Um, So I'm going to now ask you another question. I want you to think of um, some lady, devotee, some Vaishnavi, who you see doing something very nice, and I would like to hear some, some words of appreciation from you for that devotee. So, can anybody think of somebody? Uh, yes. So, I have to think of Bhagavati Kripa Mataji. Oh. So, her, you know, the children's class, even I try to attend because she makes it so interesting, the games and the way she, you know, brings out Krishna Krishna consciousness philosophy. So, the children's class. You appreciate Bhagavati for the children's classes. All right. Thank you. That's really nice. And you, even, you want to go to the children's class too. <laughs> okay, Bhagavati, you have some? To... Yeah, I just remembered her uh, place, Krishnanandini Mataji. Who? Oh, Krishnanandini yeah. Mataji, okay. She, uh, she used to, I mean, uh, I think all the whole community, everybody, she used to attract them in Krishna consciousness. She would attract everyone, even she was married to a Muslim. Yeah. And he was attracted also. Yes, and she would always bless your heart, bless your heart. And she was giving blessings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Krishna Nandini. So, anybody else have some appreciation? Somebody else? Yeah, I just want to speak about Vika Amiga Devi Odevi, who was just singing the Kirtan just now. Oh. I've been her from childhood. The singer of the Kirtan, okay. <laughs> and she has been her voice, and it's really transcendent listening to her. Uh, yeah, it was a very beautiful Kirtan. It was. And beautiful Arti, too. She looked like a little gopi there um, <laughs> doing the Tulsi Arti. <laughs> Yeah, from the, We were transported to the spiritual world. Yes, you had somebody? Samita, she comes up with very creative games for all of her Samita has creative games for all of you. Beautiful and... Okay. Yes. Yeah, so this will help if we appreciate each other. And everybody will feel good. And uh, so you try to appreciate someone um, before you come tomorrow. I appreciate somebody in your group or Yes? Just uh, to add, in, uh, I was speaking to Lalsa Who? Today I was speaking to Hagre Siddhilal Samanthaji. I can't, yeah, I couldn't <laughs> catch the name. I was speaking to Siddhilal Samanthaji. Oh, Siddhilal Siddhi So she was uh, saying, I'm not looking at Mataji. She was appreciating <laughs> how Hagre Narayani Mataji, <laughs> she is the uh, original uh, Bhakti Shastri, Bhakti Vedanta, Bhakti Viper. All the teachers were generated by Mataji. Really? Awesome. It was a big challenge uh, you know, to start a preaching uh, for a woman to preach uh, philosophy and Krishna consciousness. So, so it's a big challenge, and Mataji did that, and now we see so many. It's all the origin of you know, uh, Mataji. Okay, so we did. We talked about treating everyone as if your advancement depends on it. Now we're we'll go to the second. Oh, you have somebody. I love Bhakti Maari. Bhakti Bhagati Mataji's katha. When first day I gone, so I thought I am going, but when I gone there, I loved katha. I was so my mind was so fresh to listen the
1: Krishna katha. Oh, I'm happy about that.
0: How you Okay, last one now. Nobody. Annie, Madhuri, Hare Krishna, Madhuri. Again, for Bhagwati Kripal. Bhagwati Kripal. she is a mother figure for us, and the way this nice uh, teaching is flowing, so it's like she's a mother figure. So. Mother much of right Mirabon. So <laughs> okay. Yes, back there. Now we're going on to the second principle, uh, and this is uh, to reflect about who you love the most and treat everyone with that same love. So there's three words, love, kindness, and mercy. Sometimes we want mercy for ourselves, but justice for others. No, we have to learn to forgive others from their offenses. And um, so, we should meditate on these three words, love, kindness, and mercy, and uh, be able to share this with others. So, I'm, I'm not going to talk so much about this. It's, it's pretty simple, but I want to do an exercise. I want you to think, we're not going to talk on this exercise, but I just want you to think of somebody who needs a prayer. Somebody who's maybe having some difficulty in spiritual life or difficulty financially or difficulty they're sick. Think of somebody. And then we're going to have one minute where you can say that prayer for that person. Not, not out loud, in your mind. Okay? So think of somebody and say, say a prayer for that person. Okay, so now, so that was the second one uh, that um, treat everyone as the same the person you love the most. Now the third one is about conflicts, when we have arguments with others. So we're going to go more deeply into this one, because we really need help with that. It's age of Kali is the age of world, and it's very easy to get into some argument with somebody, some disagreement. So. Um, now, how to get free, how to um, get free from these conflicts. There's, again, four principles here. Four things. So I'll tell you the four things and then we'll go through them. How to get free from conflicts. Number one, be impeccable with your word. Impeccable means be truthful, be perfect, don't, okay. So we'll talk about what that means in a minute. The second is don't take anything personally. If somebody does something to you, don't think, oh, they're just doing this to me. They're probably doing it to everyone. Uh, So number three, don't make assumptions. So there will be a drama, I think, afterwards about that. I'm not sure. Is the drama going to happen? Yeah. Okay. And number four, always do your best. So these are four principles to help you become free from conflicts with others. So the first one, be be truthful with your word. Speak with integrity. Integrity means that um, you say what you think and then you do what you say. Not like you think one thing, oh, that person is really stupid. And then you say a different thing, oh, yeah, hello, yeah, you're so smart. And then you do another thing. So, no, not like that. You have to say what you think, and then what you say, you have to do. You have to, and so thinking, saying, and doing should be all the same. Don't make different, different things. Um, And only say what you mean, say what you mean and avoid uh, don't speak against yourself even you know we have to be compassionate with ourselves and don't speak against or gossip about others and it's easy to do that for ladies because that's fun uh, it used to be fun but now we're devotees so it's not fun anymore <laughs> we like to say good things about others now yeah. and use your your words in direction of truth and love so that's the first one we uh, truthful with your words. Second one, don't take anything personally. What Nothing others do is because of you. We, we think we're the center of the universe. Uh, we have a movie, we get up in the morning and we are the star of the show. And so we think, oh, he's doing that because of me, mm-hmm. or <laughs> whatever. Uh, what others do or say is just coming from their own reality. You know, they have their ideas about other people has nothing to do with you. So then you won't suffer. Um, I saw this saying on Facebook, I used to worry what others were thinking about me until I realized that no one was thinking about me. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's the reality. Uh, nobody's thinking about you <laughs> except Krishna and Prabhupada. Of course, they're always thinking about you and how to bring you back to home, back to Godhead. But otherwise, in this world, nobody is thinking about anybody else, about their welfare, really. Except maybe your mother and father, if you're lucky. In India, it's like that. Mothers and fathers are good. And the ones to, may not. So, second, don't take anything personally. Third, don't make assumptions. You know what assumption means that, oh, this person is like this, that person is like that. Don't assume. And commu- So, you should ask people questions about them. Don't just think something and, you know, think this is how it is. And communicate clearly to avoid misunderstandings. So, um, I can give you my experience because I travel a lot. So, one time I was at an airport and I saw this man, he was just so passionate on the phone and, and, and I thought, oh, he must be a drug dealer. Um, <laughs> I thought, oh really, he's just acting so so passionately. And, and, and then afterwards, he was next to me and behind me in the line going into the airplane, the same man, and he was, he was so kind to me. He said, oh, can I help you with your luggage? And I thought, oh my God. Yeah. How, how could I how I thought so bad about him but now he, he's the opposite of what I thought so we cannot just look at people and think oh that person's like this that person's like that No, we have don't judge don't judge people so that don't make assumptions so that's the third thing how to avoid conflicts don't make assumptions of oh, this this person is thinking like that and that's why they're behaving no we are not We are not yogis that we can read people's minds like that. So okay, be truthful with your words, don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions. And the last one, always do your best, and that's going to change from moment to moment. If you're sick, your best will be, maybe all you can do is chant. Maybe you can't even chant, I know some people who got sick with COVID and they had to, just put Prabhupada chanting and listen. They couldn't even have the strength to chant. So sometimes, so that may be the best thing you can do when you're sick. And so And don't judge yourself also. You judge others, don't judge yourself. Oh, now I'm so so bad I can't even chant. Okay. So always do your best. So now I would like to share with you uh, something, ooh, gratefulness. Gratefulness is very, very important. We should be very grateful um, for everything we have. So I would like to ask you a question. Um, what are you grateful for? So everybody can d- think about this for a minute and then tell me, what are you grateful for? Anybody have some? Yes? I have been given a chance to chant, and I knew Prabhupada, but I some Okay, you're getting mercy from Prabhupada, and you have the chance to chant. Alright, anybody else have something? You are, yes? for devotee association. Devotee association you're grateful for, yes. That's, it's so important. If you're not in the association of devotees, then you cannot it's very hard to be Krishna conscious on your own. We need others to help us. We need others, yes? Grateful for yatras. Grateful for yatras. Okay, and yes? I'm grateful that I got the opportunity to serve Lord Krishna and Prabhupada. You got you're grateful you've got the opportunity to serve Lord Krishna and Prabhupada. Okay. Yes? Oh, that's nice. You're grateful that you're born in a Krishna conscious family who push you toward Krishna consciousness. Yeah, sometimes uh, those who are born in Krishna conscious families go the other direction. You're a fortunate one. Yes? Yeah, I'm grateful to go with she has pushed me into children's teaching and preaching. Okay, you're pushed to children's teaching and preaching. Okay, good, good. Yes? Nice student. You're grateful to be a nice student. Okay. Yes? I'm grateful to Srila for establishing ISKCON. You're grateful to Srila Prabhupada for establishing ISKCON. Oh, yeah. Srila Prabhupada. He went through so much trouble. You know, he went on the boat. 70 years old. Can you believe it? I'm over 70. I wouldn't go on a boat. They told me, okay, you go and preach in America and go on a boat. I said, forget it, you know, (laughs) I'm not going on a boat, I'm going on a plane, you know. No, Prabhupada went on a boat for one month. He got very sick. He had two heart attacks. And then one year, nobody was listening to him. And finally, he, he was able, some devotees started coming. And he could start this movement. Okay, anybody else have something you're grateful for? Okay, so now, these are the wonderful things that we're grateful for. Now, there is another thing, other things that we we can be grateful for. It's not so easy. When difficult things happen to us, we should be grateful to Krishna. We should say, thank you, Krishna, for having this. And not only we should say, thank you, Krishna, we should tell him why we're grateful. Just like I can give you an example. My friend, his computer broke. And he wrote down, you're supposed to write down ten reasons why you're grateful for this to happen. Oh, my computer broke. Thank you Krishna for breaking my computer because now I will use my brain more. Thank you, Krishna, for breaking my computer, because now I will not forget how to write with a pen. Thank you, Krishna, for breaking my computer, because now I'll I'll be out and get more exercise in the outdoors. Thank you, Krishna, for now, now actually, if you break your computer, you can't even go to school, you know, so it would not be... Of course, maybe you might be grateful for that. Oh, I I don't have to go to school because my computer is broken. Thank you, Krishna, for making my computer, because now I'm going to get a new computer! (laughs) So, and it's very interesting if you do this exercise, when difficult things happen to you. Yeah, I had one, um, one lady in Australia, and she You know, something never happens in Australia that electricity goes off. So electricity went off, and she got angry. Oh, why is electricity going off now? And Then she remembered, no, I'm supposed to do this exercise. Okay, thank you, Krishna, for taking off electricity. (laughs) By the time she got to the end, she was happy, you know. It changes your whole attitude. When you think, when you say, thank you, Krishna, you think of reasons why. Why it ha- I also did this exercise. One time, I, I was in Sweden, and I could not connect to the internet. And you know, for a traveling preacher, internet is very, very important. So, I started to write my list. Okay, thank you, Krishna. For and the person who tried to help me, he, he made it in such a way I couldn't connect at all, to you know, like any internet. He really messed it up. So then I said, okay, let me write my list. Thank you, Krishna, for not letting me go to internet, Then I will not be in Maya. Uh, Thank you, Krishna, (laughs) I wrote my list. I got to number eight, then I fell asleep. It was nighttime. And in the middle of the night, I had a dream how to fix my computer so I could go on internet. (laughs) It it really works. Um, (laughs) And I woke up in the morning, Of course, before that I had called my son, it was midnight in America, I said, he said, Midnight, why are you calling me? I said, Technical Support. Um, (laughs) He wasn't so happy about that. He told me what to do, I I tried it, but it didn't work, and then I got this at midnight. I said, oh, you didn't do the step right. I woke up next morning, I tried it, and it worked. So sometimes, everything goes the opposite when you try this, this, um, Exercise. You can try it. That's something we won't do today, here, but you can try it at home. Okay, so let's review. Um, This is for conflicts. Four things to avoid conflict. Conflict, be truthful with your word. Second, don't take anything personally. Three, don't make assumptions. And four, always do your best. Because we want to do for Krishna, we're devotees. Um, So, and, and the four principles of community were treat everyone you encounter as if success of your spiritual life depends on your behavior with them, second, reflect on the person you love the most, treat everyone like that, third, view all conflicts as your own fault first and see it as a chance for growth, clarity, and to create synergy. And four, realize that people in your environment now might be the people who will be with you at the time of death. And you might need their help. And when you get old too, that's really, really hard. So, I want to share my meditation of uh, His Holiness uh, Bhakti teacher Swami. And, and these, these um, community principles come from him also, but not the Conflict thing, that's somewhere else. So, he's talking about mindful talking and mindful hearing. He said, today I practiced mindful talking, speaking, so we like to speak. (coughs) I was extremely careful not to say anything to offend anyone. First of all, don't commit offences. I imagine each word was showering another soul, either with flower petals or flower petals, yes. Or with bricks. So we want to shower people with flower petals. So our words can be like flower petals to another person's ears, or they can be like bricks. So don't don't say words like bricks. Devotional words are like flowers that will enhance another's well-being and celebrate that person's existence. Harsh or whimsical words are like assaults on others stoning them with bricks. With each person I encountered I only talked about devotional topics so I was constantly enlivened. And so that was his meditation on speaking. I want you to try that also tomorrow if you can remember. Try to speak like rose petals on other people. And the second, mindful hearing. I reflected how our well conversation is a call to participate in certain activities or accept certain mindsets. And I only heard about devotional activities. I went to people who, who would, were um, invited me to glorify the Gurus, the Radha Krishna, Jagannath. So this is something, try to speak with people about Krishna, about different devotional things. So I'm going to conclude with one question. Um, I will ask you, it can be something from here or it can be something else, something you learned from this class or something else, that what one thing can you do to improve community relations. What can you do personally to improve community relations? Anybody have something? They, or even if, if it's not something you can do, what so, what's something somebody can do? How can we improve community relations? Doesn't have to be what you can do. You have something? Yeah? Huh? Book distribution! die. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Pranad Maharaj said, let, let there be peace all over. Let the envious persons be pacified. And let everyone take up devotional service and this will create peace in the world. And book distribution, that's the way. So many stories, how people's, people's hearts were melted by getting Prabhupada's words. And it changed their lives and they became devotees. So many. So many. Now I see on, on Facebook also Atlanta Sankirtan in America. They're distributing Bhagavatam sets and Bhakta stacks, five little books and seven books. Oh, one, one devotee, one devotee, um, Mahotsa, he distributed 1,400 books in one day. Mostly big ones. <laughs> yeah, just to hand to hand not like, you know, orders or sponsor, not sponsoring, 1,400. So, yeah, and he doesn't distribute one book at a time. just with seven, or the whole Bhagavatam, or the whole Chittani-shritamita. Yeah, I just saw one picture, one devotee did Bhagavatam set, and then the seven book set, which is of Devotion, Bhagavad Gita, and T- twelve bhakta stacks, small books, like five, five books each. Each Upanishad. And I think is included in that small one too. So that was today's news um, from Atlanta in America. Okay, anybody else have something we can do to improve the community relations? Food for life. Huh? Food for life. That's food for food life. life, okay. That's, that's true. Food for life, mm-hmm. give, give them, let them eat, let people eat prasadam, mm-hmm. prasadam books. Okay, what else is besides prasadam and books? <laughs> Preaching, good. And, Harinam. <laughs> Harinam, it's, uh, I don't know, in India they don't do it so much, but in the West they do more. Harinam. Okay. Anything else that we can do to improve community? Raziya. Okay. That's true. Is it allowed? I don't know now. Can you? Krishna Balaram Raziya.
1: Krishna. Oh, you did. Krishna Balaram.
0: Louisiana. Oh, okay. Krishna Balaram. Uh, okay. Yeah, in, in the west area, in Florida where I was staying here doing a lot of bratha Okay, you had something over there? I saw a hand. No. Yes? To attend the katha of Lord Krishna. katha of Lord Krishna or to speak the katha of Lord Krishna. Yes. Chanting, hearing, it's both together. Good, good. This will help our community relations. Organizing Sukhitan program. Organizing Sukhitan program, okay. Pandal program. I didn't get that one. Pandal program. What program? Pandal, Pandal. Oh, Pandal. Pandal program. Yeah, I think that won't be allowed now. <laughs> when Prabhupada was here, like 10 to 20,000 people were coming. I don't think government was like that at this point, <laughs> 10 to 20,000 people. No. That's okay. We have online preaching, so we have to do on, I, That's something we do now. Zoom. Zoom preaching. Zoom camps, yes? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to stop here. Now is your time. If you have any questions, you can ask. Tomorrow we're going to discuss Vaishnavi qualities. So and we're going to have some exercises, some interactive ones. Well, and where you're going to be able to get a chance to speak on these exercises. So I welcome all of, I invite all of you to come tomorrow. It will be more exciting than today and more Krishna conscious than today. Today we're doing a little bit of self-improvement. Uh, but tomorrow we will see. What are the seven Vaishami qualities, the qualities of women that Krishna talks about in Bhagavad Gita, that if a woman has this quali- these qualities, that's me, that's Krishna. So I want you to, we will do that. So any, any questions for today's?: Yes. Okay, wait a minute, let me repeat so people can hear. So you know what I'm saying and we try you try to be like that, okay? But what happens is uh, suddenly the thought rushes into the mind when we see something. Mm-hmm. And suddenly the thought rushes that okay, this person is like So the, suddenly the thought comes in the mind when you see something or somebody. How do we control that? How do we control that? <laughs> Okay, well, you have to train your mind to be like the bee and not like the fly. The bee is looking for the honey. And the fly is looking for the garbage. So, you have to train your mind to be like a bee. There are many nice prayers in the scriptures about, let my bee mind go to the honey of Krishna's lotus feet. So, if our mind is like a bee, then we will go and see the good honey of the person. And if our mind is like a fly, then we will go to see the, the bad things, where we can eat the garbage. The fly wants to go to the mm, garbage, to the stool, to the, all the bad things. Yeah, I saw this in, when I was in Mayapur. I was chanting in front of the Deities. Um, and one little baby, Indian baby, was crawling in front of me and the baby didn't have a diaper and, and he was passing stool and the stool was going and all the, and so many flies came immediately. So we don't want to go for that. We don't want to see the bad things. Everybody has bad things. Everybody has some stool. Well, we want So you have to train your mind. You see a person say, oh, must be that person has some good qualities, let me see if I can find them. You have to train, give your mind training. I know, it. it. we are trained the opposite, being here so many births in this material world, well, and not only that, it's Kali Yuga, and there's very bad influence on the mind now. Very negative uh, time, very negative atmosphere, so we have to, of course by chanting, Chanting, you can make your mind um, pure and positive, but we need to practice also to be positive. Yes. Now so far we have come in consciousness, We have to know that everything is ultimately depends on this our japa. Everything depends on japa. Yeah. So if we chant nicely, the day the very nicely. Yeah. Okay, so what to do to improve the chanting. So, what, um, there are different things we can do. We can pray. When you see it going down, pray to the Holy Name. Another thing you can do, you you increase your meditation by listening only to one mantra. With the, one, the, the mantra you're chanting, make it perfect. Chant it perfectly. And then you can hear it perfectly. Okay, so these, these are some of the recommendations of, like, Sachinam Swami, His Holiness, and Hari Chandra um, when I have attended the Japa retreats. Okay, any other? Uh, Mother, yes? Can you, can you tell me which, which Bhagavatam prayer? You mentioned that there are Bhagavatam prayers. Yeah, yeah. It's in the first canto, 11th chapter. It's in a purport. It's a prayer by Rupa Goswami. That let the bee of my mind go to Krishna's lotus feet. So you look at Bhagavatam, first canto, chapter 11. Around 20, or somewhere around the 20s, look at the 20s, but it could be anywhere, I can't remember the exact verse. But I know it's 1st to chapter 11, where Ruba um prays. He has a beautiful prayer. I think the whole purport is a prayer. And did you know, on Krishna's lotus feet, there's a lotus mark. And one of the meanings of that mark is that the, it, the bee of the devotee's mind, if he meditates on that lotus, becomes greedy for the nectar. It increases the greed. <laughs> so that's a good meditation. Okay? Anybody else? Anything? If not, then I think the dancers are next. Oh, two dramas? Yeah. What's the other drama? Uh, it's the Brahmanas and the wives. The Brahmanas' wives. Oh, okay. You have two dramas. Okay. So now let's go for the next part of the class. Maybe in your lecture, I heard once that uh, uh, in the airport, uh, you felt like Krishna and Balaram met. Oh. You shared that one. That story? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was uh, in London at one airport. And um, I had to take a train to get to uh, where I was going to stay overnight. And I, I didn't have cell phone or anything, and so I was borrowing people's cell phones to call the person. And the person said, okay, I can pick you up. I told this is the time I'm coming, so um, please pick me up. And uh, she said, okay, but I can't help you my back is bad, I can't help you with your luggage. I said, okay. So then I got, I, got to this, I got to my stop, I got off the train. I was alone, it was 10.30 at night, and nobody was there. And I, there was all these stairs, and I said, oh, no way I can go up those stairs with my luggage. And she can't come and help me, my friend. So then all of a sudden, Two two young boys came. One was black and one was white. <laughs> and they said, "Oh, you're not from here, are you?" I said, "No." And they said, "Can we help you with your luggage?" And so I said, "Yes." And and I went. To, then I they helped me over. And then I went to my friend's house. She had Krishna Balaram deities. So I thought, "Oh my God, maybe it was them who came to help me." The uh, young young beautiful men, um, one black and one white. <laughs> Okay, okay, so now we're going to have drama and dance. I will come off, yeah, I will sit there.